Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Glasgow is Green podcast, aka Gig Pod. It's episode number 21 and wouldn't you just know it, that's the exact same number of points Celtic are behind Rangers at the top of the Premiership. I am your host Hamish Carton, standing in for the usual man Stevie Din. Unwanted, unfancied, thrust into the limelight at late notice, destined to underperform, you can think of me as this podcast's very own Gavin Strachan. Hopefully your understandable disappointment at having me in the chair is balanced up by the other key member of GigPod being on, he's present, I know him simply as John, but for GigPod purposes I must now refer to him as Rizzo. So, hello Rizzo. Hi Hamish, what a what a treat to be reunited in a podcast at last. I'm just glad that we're not doing the old podcast we used to do anymore because that wouldn't have been much fun this season. Yes, it's just a shame we're, we're not meeting in, in better circumstances, mate. Celtic nil, Livingston nil. I believe it was our first nil-nil since, I think, April 2019, a game against Hibs. Uh, I seem to recall that was at a time when I think we could maybe have won the league that day. Um, John, we are a million miles away from winning any sort of trophy at the moment. Just uh, talk us through what you thought of the game against Livy. Interestingly enough, the only thing I remember about that Hibs game on a tangent is that I stopped watching it early to go to London. And I can't even do that nowadays either. It was a bit of a surprise, Celtic getting a point off the form team in Scotland, I suppose. I didn't really expect it to be great as soon as I heard the team and I knew it was going to be another patchwork team. No help but a bizarre decision to drop uh, Welsh. And, and, and I don't know what that was about. He'd played well, I thought, against Hibs, and he didn't play him. They brought Robertson back for Gillingham, and he didn't get a minute of the game at all, which was another weird one, but really, we were lucky. Well, lucky not to lose. I mean, with that one really good chance when Ralston put that cross in, and I don't really know what Aquaflex was doing, but he should have scored. But then they had a lot of chances. Like They hit the bar. They were the better team, and... I'm not really very happy that we're playing them again on Wednesday. 
Yeah, I would agree with a lot of that. I thought um, Effie Ambrose's chance was probably the standout one in the game and he flashes that wide of the post and he was kind of making amends for, I don't know if you remember that terrible misheader he had for us in the now camp, the one that we lost late 2-1. Oh, yeah. I remember him having a, a free header in that game. So at least he's evened things up, but that that could easily have gone into the, met, uh, the net. I just thought that, I just thought it was really, really uninspiring again for Celtic. Like, we knew it was going to be tough these last couple of games, missing the 13 first-team players. But when you look at the team we had out that played against Livingston on Saturday, other than maybe Sorrow and Turnbull and maybe Connor Hazard, I think you know virtually everyone else in that first team has at least 15, 20 games under their belt at Celtic. You know, you've got players like Jeremy Frimpong, Callum McGregor, Tom Rogic... And Mikey Johnson and players like Laxalt and Duffy and Beaton are all international. So th- there was still a, a nucleus of a good team that should have been able to beat a Livingston team, even though they were on an eight-game winning run, should have been able to get the better of them. But I just thought it was so uninspiring. Um, we created you know, maybe two or three chances in the whole game. And even when we did that, the final ball was lacking. You know, The amount of times Frimpong got in and uh, just didn't get his head up or didn't pick out that final pass or when we did pick out that final pass it was someone like Armstrong Okoflex who just couldn't get on the end of it when he really should have so uh, are there any positives John are there there any positives we can take for this well we kept a clean sheet which is a rarity in the last few games and uh, we didn't lose that's really what we're reduced to these days we didn't lose to Livingston but I mean it's just gone to Dubai as coming back to bite us again. I mean, I've not been on, I don't think, since we uh, since we went to Dubai. But, I mean, if we ha- hadn't went to Dubai, and let's still say that Rangers dropped points today, we would have four more points. They'd have dropped points. It'd be still 90% over, but we'd still have a slight chance. We'd still have to play them twice. We'd be confident after winning two games in a row. But we made that ridiculous trip to Dubai. Had to play patchwork teams and even though they drew today, I don't really think it matters. In fact, the board will probably think, oh well, Rangers from the one league get this. Let's give Lenny more time. I, I, I won't name who the, the person was, but I was chatting to a Celtic fan earlier who was actually of the opinion that they'd, they'd rather Rangers got the three points today just because it wouldn't allow you know the Celtic board and this faithful through and through element of the Celtic support just to to kind of paper over the cracks and to tell us everything's going to be all right and Rangers are going to bottle it. Rangers are 21 points ahead of us. Like, they're so far away that if anything, we should be more worried about the, the battle to finish second and look at the likes of Hibs and, and Aberdeen who got absolutely trounced on, on Saturday against Ross County. But Rangers are Rangers are gone. Uh, their game is completely irrelevant today. But I think it is a you know an interesting point you make, the, the fact that the Celtic board, for me, by sanctioning that trip to... Dubai have cost us four points again maybe that's me being presumptuous but I would like to think that a full Celtic team would take six points from Hibs and Livy at home, I mean I don't think as good as as Livy have been and they were decent yesterday I thought I still think if we have a full team out there we get the three points and, and you would be looking at the gap being, if my maths is all right, 17 at the moment and we'd have three games in hand with two derbies left. Yes, it would still be a huge ask, but it's much better than 21 points. No, no, I mean, it sort of just sums up our uh, ridiculous season that a contributing factor to is 
more than likely losing the league. It was a ill-advised trip to Dubai, which led to a load of players having to miss two games. I mean, see when they write books about this season and like the years to come, it'll just be like a very sad black comedy. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just truly. It's unbelievable the things that we've done this season. And I'm not talking about on the pitch, I'm talking about off the pitch. I mean, on the pitch has been bad enough. But off the pitch, I mean, start with the ball and goalie stuff. I mean, it's just been a farce, basically. And I just don't know what the next outcome is going to be. I mean, we're going to Livingston on Wednesday. We'll talk about it a bit more later. But that plastic pitch where we're notoriously bad. We'll have our players back. Lenny will be back. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. No, it's not. But, I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it wouldn't be a shock if we went and get gubbed there, like two or three nothing. And I don't know what would happen if, if that did happen. I mean, I think the outcry would be just volcanic, but then it probably wouldn't make a difference because there was a volcanic outcry both times when we get beat off Sparta Prague. No, I mean, you just you just don't you just don't know what's going to happen next. But, I mean, if we talk about the uh, the team that was selected in these two games... Do you think that any of them have done enough to get a run in the team when the the so called big players are back? I like I like Stephen Welsh. Uh, I know you you kind of touched on me earlier. I, I just I thought that was an absolute shambles that, that he wasn't in the team yesterday, and we went back with Shane Duffy, and Shane Duffy was I, I don't know how to say it kindly. He was just as bad as he has been for his entire Celtic career yesterday. In fact, he was probably even worse uh, than, than what we've seen so far. And that's the kind of thing I can say about him. Near Beaton was terrible. So I really don't understand why you wouldn't go with a player who, who you know, we have to look at as being the future of Celtic, Stephen Welsh, in terms of a defender. If he's not if he's not the future, then, you know, there's no point in having him at the club. And I think Stephen Welsh has looked relatively assured so far. He obviously had that really tough, uh, you know, inauguration with the, the Derby match, I think it was his debut. And then he went into the... AC Milan game shortly after that and he, he was showing up quite badly but you know that's probably the best team in Europe at the moment or, or one of the best teams in Europe at the moment AC Milan so I like him I really like Scott Robertson and that's another strange situation the fact that he's been brought back from his loan at Gillingham and quite highly rated from Gillingham I think I was looking on under the the tweet they posted to say he'd been recalled by Celtic just to see what the reaction was of Gillingham fans and the general consensus seemed to be that on his day he was excellent for them and he has a bright career in the game but that his big problem was finding consistency. So it's clear to me from that that, that Scott Robertson has to be a future of the team as well. Connor Hazard, yeah, he, he's, he's probably less nervy than Barkas. I still think we need to kind of show our, our faith in Barkas at the moment just... Um, you know, given the, the fact that we spent so much money on him in the summer. Dembele's finished, isn't he? He's just he's just not got much of a future at the club, clearly. Armstrong Okoflex, I don't really want to write him off um, because he missed that chance, but he's a, he's a long way off being a first-team player. Cameron Harper, the chat is that he's not going to be a Celtic player for much longer. Luke O'Connell, like, why, why have we not seen Luke O'Connell? What's going on there? I mean, we'll probably end up with more questions than answers. I mean, after uh, these two games, which is just bizarre, but that's the nature of Celtic this season. I was actually thinking that it's probably better if we start looking ahead to next season already. I mean, mm. no talking about who the manager's going to be because who knows what Celtic are going to do. I mean, you can just never tell. It wouldn't surprise me if it's still Lennon. 
obviously I hope it's not, but it wouldn't shock me. But I mean, I think it'd be better if we like stop playing Duffy. And I don't mean just because he's been poor. I mean, he's not going to be here next season, so there's no point playing him again. Play Welsh and play him like most games because he's going to be there next season. That's what makes it weird about playing Cameron Harper in the first game. Maybe that was a sort of panic move because with nobody else. When it turns out that he's probably going to go back to America. So, I mean, we really should start looking towards next season. I mean, I know we've, I was going to say I know we've got the Scottish Cup, but I don't even know if that'll start again this season. They might just postpone that until next season. So, I would really just start looking ahead. I mean, I suppose in a way they've done that with Brown, although I think he left out the team because his performances had been really bad. But just start playing players that are going to be here next season. And if that means like some so-called big dogs are not going to be playing like Eddie, so be it. Because we haven't really got much to play for for the rest of the season. I brought up the Edward point the other day in 67 Hill Hill and I was I was just wondering whether there's even an argument for selling him this month. Uh, I know that that may sound really, really extreme with nothing you know won so far this season, but our season is virtually over. If we could get a few million extra by selling Edward this month as opposed to when his contract's only got a year to go in the summer, you can maybe say the same about... You know, in Cham, Christie, I'd be less, you know, or I'd be more reluctant to sell Ayer because I think Ayer's actually looks like he still is fighting for the club, unlike the other three. But, you know, that those have got to be questions that are crossing, you know, the, the management's mind. But I, I just feel that, I just feel that the big guns, the so-called big guns, as you say, are going to be back for the game on Wednesday. And I just think Lennon and the rest of the Celtic board are still going to delude themselves into thinking that Rangers are due this big collapse. I, I seriously believe that if you canvass the opinions of those inside Celtic Park, that you know the ones who are in denial, I think they'll, they'll tell you that you know if we just keep winning, we've still got a chance. I mean, they are living in cloud cuckoo land. The season is over. Rangers have won the league. Rangers won the, the league. For me, when they beat us at the Derby at Ibrox, we need to start building for the future. You're right, we need to start getting Stephen Welsh in that team every single week because can he be any worse than what we've seen so far at the back? Can he be any worse than Shane Duffy? Can he be any worse than Nia Beaton's been in the last couple of games? The answer is no. You know, we've got to forget Scott Brown. I know that might sound harsh, but we've got to get Sorrow in that team permanently, beside Turnbull and beside McGregor, because that's what the future is. And, you know, I think we've got to get a Yeti in that team. He's vilified by a lot of fans at the moment for his fitness and all that kind of stuff. I didn't see too many people moaning about his fitness when he was scoring goals when he first came to the club and the team was winning. So I think there's a player in there. Um, but we need to get him, we need to get Barkas in the team. Forget about Duffy. Forget about El Yunusi. What's the point in having El Yunusi there? Let's build a team for the future rather than just trying to aimlessly stumble on and think we can catch Rangers because it's mission impossible. I agree with you hundred percent, and I agree with you even more so if that's possible about what the board will think. I think the board will think we can win a league, and I think Lennon probably thinks it will win a league as well. You know we're going to get it in the bloody press conference on on whenever it is Tuesday. It's going to be oh we just keep winning. You know we've had a tough break. COVID has cost us here Dubai. That was really unfortunate. We'll probably get a bit of that thrown in. You know we all need to be united. We'll get a few training ground videos and photos of the players running through poles at Lennox Town. You know rinse and repeat. That's one of the few times that I'm going to be interested in one of Lenny's press conferences. I mean, what's he going to say on Tuesday? I mean. You know there's going to be a load of questions about the trip to Dubai. I think he'll probably come out and defend it like 
the rest of them have. And I don't know, I really hope he doesn't come up with the usual, oh, we can still win the league, we can go on a run, blah, blah, blah. But I think he probably will. And that'll just get people even more upset. Because I think that, I don't know, it's going to be hard, even though I still maintain that one day there will be a statue at Celtic Park. I think it's going to be hard in the eyes of many for like letting it back in the good books because we've just been so utterly dire this year. And now, I know you were talking about transfer one day. We were talking about if like, we could maybe see a lady. I was just thinking to myself, it's been so quiet, this transfer window. We Celtic is just no real. I mean, I know a lot's probably due with COVID, but then... We still had to deal with that in the summer and we made just a remarkable amount of signings. None of them have really turned out to be done that well, apart, uh, apart from Tumble, I suppose. And we tried to sign him before, so you can't really count that. But I don't know what I was thinking. Do you think we'll sign anybody in the transfer window? And more to the point, do you think there's any point in signing anybody in the transfer window? I think it's it's quite telling that we've, we've we've not heard much interest at all. And the interest we have heard and the likes of Alfie Doughty and uh, Mark McKenzie, those players are all signing for for other clubs, and, and we don't seem to be in the race at all for these for these players looking for the outside in. So I don't know if that says anything about Lennon's future. Um, certainly from a you know point of view where I don't want him to be the Celtic manager for much longer, I'm, I'm hoping that that that's a, a positive that the club aren't backing him or giving him any more money because they know he's not here for the long term. Um, but again, we we need to be forward planning with this because we're going to go in to Champions League qualifiers in the summer, not in the Champions route. We're going to be in that tough one where you can get, you know, the I don't think you can get the English, Spanish, and German teams anymore, but I think you can still get, you know, Portuguese second place and Russian teams and you know better opposition than Ferencváros, and we're going to end up going into that without. Uh, Odson Edward, who at the very least will be playing in the Olympics, if not being sold. And we're going to go into that without Christopher Ayer, I think. I, I just think he'll be wanting away. I think he'll think he's done enough to earn a move. Um, we're going to go in without, you know, Mohamed El Yunusi, who's going to go back on loan, and, and probably maybe Ryan Christie or someone like that as well. There's going to be massive upheaval at the club, and you would like to think they'd be looking at plans this January to. to to get new players settled in to the club, but there's just been no talk of it at all. And this isn't like the 4th of January now. This is the the evening of the 17th. We're, we're nearer February now. And like, there's been no chat at all. I mean, also, the other thing there's been no chat about, John, or Rizzo, <laughs> is this January review. What's happened there? I think that was, I think the, the no was probably t- tipped about that when like, they came out after the game against Rangers and saying something like they're still back laning. I, th- I think it was in one of the papers. It may have been the Sun or something. For some reason, we seem to be yeah. keen to talk to the Sun or Daily Record these days. Was, I think that was the actual January review. I think it was them coming out after the Rangers game. Well, Dermot Desmond apparently still backs Lenny because we played well in the first 45 minutes at Ibrox. So I think that technically... Was the so-called January review, was there even going to be a January review? I don't know. I think that might have been a stopgap type thing after the, the Ross County and St. Johnson games when there really was just fever pitch for the fans to get Lennon out. I mean, I know there's still 99% of fans that say want Lennon not to be the manager anymore, but there's no that anger anymore. I think it's been sort of acceptance now that nothing's going to happen probably. 
between now and the end of the season, which is obviously concerning. But then maybe in the next week, all these rumours are here, not come true, and we'll have a new guy on the board, we'll have a new manager announced, but I'm not holding my breath. Can you just imagine what a boost it would give us? Like, the season is over, but it would give us all just something to be excited about. We'd be looking forward to Celtic games again. We'd be looking forward to seeing how a new manager talks at press conferences, how he sets up his team, you know, whether he can sign any players, you know, we'd be linked to new players, we'd be seeing the gradual improvements, I think, in, in certain players if we brought the right manager in. It would just give us, it would give us something to be excited about. And we badly need that at the moment, don't we? Well, Look what happened when we appointed Brendan Rodgers. I mean, that was on the coming at the end of a season where, okay, we did win the league, but it was dreadful for the most part. We'd lost the Rangers, and like for the first time since they restarted, the day before they were playing Hearts, Hibs in the cup final, we announced uh, Rodgers was going to be the manager, and there was just a huge sea change and atmosphere at the club. I mean, look at when Rodgers first turned up at Parkhead; it was like. I think about 15,000 fans turned up. I mean, obviously that can happen now, but a similar appointment like that would just change the mood at the club massively. And it would be, everybody would be, I think, like, that's right, that's it. Next season, we're going to get our league back. It belongs to Celtic. And next season, we're going to show Rangers that we are, again, the best team in Scotland. But the way things look now, unless there's going to be some huge changes in the next couple of weeks, we're just going to stumble on in this season when nobody been happy nobody looking forward to next season we've won five of our last 14 games I was looking at there in terms of in 90 minutes like that that is a totally embarrassing record and the thing is that the vast majority of those let's just say have been domestic games it's just an absolute shambles of a position we're in at the moment we've scored one goal in our last three games and it was a free kick out of nothing from David Turnbull we've asked this question before like how bad does it have to get before Desmond or Lowell, at what point do they step up and go, this is just like abysmal? Or has it just has it just reached that point ages ago? Are we now just at the point where we're just careering from disaster to disaster and it's just reached like parody stage? Well, if you think about it, it really started at the start of the season against French Varos. That was just atrocious, basically. I mean playing without a striker we still got back to one each and we made an absolute messy and we were at home and that just set the tone for the rest of the season that was probably I know people say the Prague games and the first game against Rangers where we just didn't even have a shot and goal or a shot and target they were embarrassing but I mean that Ferenc Varos game I mean alarm bells were ringing massively that the time was right to make a change but they were never going to date they were never in this season especially the biggest season, well, you think the club think it was the biggest season, but the way we've acted this season, you don't know that. The biggest season for years, no matter what NBC is about Europe and how important Europe was, and it is, and the European results this season have been just humiliating. That, the one in ten in a row is huge. I mean, if we look at the season ticket campaign, that, the ten, I think one of the words was highlighted. Everyone was about ten in a row. And it's just so strange, or maybe it isn't how we've just looked sort of meekly at the club's level accepted this absolute garbage that we've had for most weeks and it's just a mystifying season and it might get even worse when we 
play Livingston on Wednesday? They just seem to have accepted it. I don't know if it's just a stubbornness or a reluctance to admit that the board have got this wrong and the management have got it wrong, but they just... They, uh, I'm, out, I'm out of things to say about them, mate. I'm just totally, totally fed up. Right, a couple of things I want to get through before we chat about Livingston. The first one was we got a, a tweet in, and you touched on it earlier, but came from Hattrick Hez. We need a Rizzo Lennon statue update. So, so what's the update on that? How's it looking? Ah, uh, well, it's I mean on the back bundle it out, but in about, <laughs> in about ten, fifteen years, no doubt, we've all forgot about that season when. Lenny's back to being a legend at Celtic Park. Then they can announce it, and no doubt the fans will be there in the thousands, no doubt still having to take COVID vaccines to celebrate Lenny unveiling the statue. I'm already getting emotional thinking about it. Me too. <laughs> right. Livingston away Wednesday night. The Tony Macaroni, or the Anthony Macaroni, as, as the uh, dearly departed Stevie would say. What are we thinking for this one? The the plastic pitch, you've touched on it already. I don't think we've won on the plastic pitch there ever. I think certainly the you know the, the three times we've been there, I remember a 0-0 draw, I remember a 2-0 defeat that I was at. It was horrendous. And I remember the, the 2-2 game when Tom Rogic scored. I think that was just prior to this whole COVID mess starting. So what are we thinking for this one? Well, it's not going to be easy. I was at that. Uh, nothing each game, the first one, and it was extremely dull. Livingston just put men behind the ball and were hard to break down. That one, you were at, get sent off, and we just didn't turn up. And then if you look at the, the last game there, just before the shutdown last season, I mean, that was another struggle. We needed that goal for uh, Tom Rogic to score, I remember, on our old podcast. I talked about how that game would be a struggle and we might not win, and everybody was incredulous. And I was right, and I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't win on Wednesday. I mean, Livingston are in much better form now than when we played them last season. They're probably a better team. We, God, who knows what the starting lineup will be. I mean, everybody's meant to be back, but will they actually be able to play? I have my doubts. I mean, Eddie couldn't play when he caught the virus back in October in the first game he was back against Rangers, so... You don't know what the lineup's going to be. I mean, Lenny and Keddie are going to be in the dugout, which no doubt will be entertaining. I mean, even a normal season, that'd be a hard game, but I think it tells you how bad we are that I'd actually be surprised if we won the game. I think it'd be more a, a, a surprise if we won than if we didn't win, which says it all. One player that will definitely be missing is Christopher Julian. That's probably good news for both him and Celtic, given his record on that pitch. And the other player who won't be there that has been a, a kind of key starring man from these fixtures in the last couple of encounters is Lyndon Dykes. So, yes, Lyndon Dykes won't be there, but Livingston still looked like they packed a punch at Celtic Park. I thought Scott Robinson was pretty good. I thought Craig Sibbald had a good game as well. And they just defend really well, Livingston, don't they? I was going to say they're a typical Scottish Premier League team, but they get the results and that's what it's all about. I mean, they're in the League Cup semi-final eh, next weekend and we're not in action next weekend because... We so crashed out of that competition embarrassingly, but then so the Rangers. But just had to get that dig in there in this season of misery. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think that most of the so-called big dogs will be back on Wednesday? I think they will be. Even like the ones that can be back, I think they'll all get them back in the team. Well, good. I mean, these guys have never let us down so far this season, have they? So I'll be delighted to see them back. No, no doubt they'll. 
play well maybe for the first 10 minutes. We'll have a, a reverse and then the heads, the heads will just drop. We'll spread the last 10 minutes passing the ball boot at the back and uh, slump to either a, a miserable defeat or an uninspiring draw. God, the, the positive words there of John Reed, everyone. It's it's just great to have you on the podcast, the, the beacon of positivity. I have been positive since I've come back to this pod, but it's just, I don't know. I actually thought we could have, and it's ridiculously enough, I actually thought we might, well, actually, I did think we'd lose at Ibrox. I thought, Stephen thought we'd win. I thought we'd win every game up today, and unfortunately I, I was right. Although we did play much better at Ibrox than I thought we would, but... That didn't account for it. But I mean, no, I'm, I can't say I'm looking forward to the game, but who knows? Maybe we'll get a, a equal a win just to keep the the title, so called title race going for another few weeks. But I would be more surprised if we win than like, if we drew or get beat, unfortunately, which says it all about Celtic this season. Right, shoot prediction time to finish the podcast. For me, it will be another draw. I actually wouldn't be surprised if it was another nil-nil. In fact, that's what I'm going for. Livingston nil, Celtic nil. I think we'll actually score, but I think they will as well. So I'm going for a one-each draw. What would Stevie say round about now? What would his score prediction be? Well, usually he'd say something like 6 nothing Celtic, but he seems to be a bit more realistic about Celtic now. He's finally admitted that we're not going to win the league. So I think he might go for a He'd probably still go for a narrow Celtic win because we've got better players. So he'd probably say something like 2 1 Celtic. Right, we've got that to look forward to on Wednesday night. Livingston v Celtic. It's a kind of strange kickoff time, guys. So just be wary of that if you're, you are going through the horror of actually watching the game. It's an 8 15 kickoff uh, live on Sky Sports. Don't know quite why it's that time, but I'm sure there's reasons. And that's us for another episode of GigPod. I have been Hamish Carton. If you really want to find me, you can find me on Twitter. It's just at Hamish Carton. I'm from the Grand Old Podcast. We're also on Twitter, although I don't do the tweeting from there. It's at Grand Old Pod. But mainly, I am the face of 67 Heel Heel channel on YouTube. Be sure to check that out. If you get a wee spare minute after listening to this, I can promise you all, you'll be delighted to know that I will not be continuing in this role. I have been moved on by the GigPod Chiefs and Stevie will be back very soon. Rizzo, it's been a pleasure. I'll give you the final word. Hamish, thanks for stepping in Stevie's admirable shoes. And uh, watch Hamish's videos on the 67 Heel Heel YouTube channel. They are excellent. And follow the pod on Twitter at GigPod. And we'll be back in a, probably in a few weeks, maybe next week after we play Hamilton. Oh, good, another fun game to look forward to. But who knows, maybe by then the rumours have come true and we'll have new guys on the board, a new manager for next season, Celtic. The fight back will begin, but we'll speak to you all soon and as ever, hail hail. Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.